everyone, and welcome to our roundup of the year in music. And I'm delighted to be joined by Richard Bull, producer of BBC Radio Scotland's Roddy Hart Show. Hello, Richard. Hi there, Ali. Th thanks so much for inviting me on. This is oh, an honour. Absolute pleasure. And uh, what we're going to do uh, is have we've picked 10 releases to talk about um, from this year. But before we do that, how was your 2020? You know, usually we bump each, into each other lots of gigs and we just haven't been able to do that. So how was it for you? Yeah, I mean, obviously it's been it's been a very strange year. Uh, but um, in terms of the, the programme, in terms of the Roddy Hart Show, I've been really lucky in that we've been able to to keep doing it throughout. Because, um, I mean, I it's an independent production. I kind of put it all together at home. So, you know, I've been working from home for, for, for years. So I've been basically... <laughs> pretty much the same routine that we, we, we you know, work from home and then we, we go into the studio on a, on a Tuesday night to, to broadcast to the, to the nation. Um, there are a few different sort of protocols, obviously, when we're in the, in the building. But other than that, as I say, very lucky to have, to have just kept going. And I know a lot of other people haven't been in that, in that position. Um, so, yeah, we've just, just, just kept going. I mean, the, the kind of big differences for, in terms of it, I would say, is we've had more music than ever. We've been yeah. absolutely inundated. I'm sure you you found the same with 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 the shows and the, and the blog and so forth that that you do. It's been quite incredible because I started this year to do a new Music Monday playlist where I thought I'll have twenty tracks, um, and see how it goes. And I thought there's no way I'm going to keep this up through the whole year. And they're literally, and they're, you know, you can you've got a choice. There's stuff you can leave out. You know, it's that um, incredible that people have continued to make music. And the, I think it, this year has shown the need for those that create to really keep on creating, but also for people to have another link to music. And I think radio has been a great uh, help as well throughout the year. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. Like you say, absolutely full credit to, to the musicians who have just, you know, they've lost tours that haven't happened. And, you know, to kind of a lot of people to fill that kind of space of I've just made more and more music, which is, a positive thing but like you say for when you're trying to make a radio program it's kind of you know it's hard because we are missing things out that we would like to play we're not going back to things that we would have expected to to go back to it's just been constantly moving and more and more stuff i know christmas i think has been a great example the amount of christmas singles that have come out maybe this has always been the case and it's only because i'm now doing the cam glenn radio show that uh, i get so much sent to me but there does seem to be a lot this year Totally. Yep. Yeah. Christmas songs. Can't beat them. <laughs> well, sometimes I think you can't beat them. Yeah, especially this year. So um, we're going to move on to our 10 uh, choices um, of releases that we're going to talk about. So what's your first one that we're going to discuss? Yeah, I mean, I should say these are just 10 favourites, um, 10 things that I wanted to highlight. It could quite easily be probably 10 others or... Oh, um, absolutely. Yeah. You uh, know, and, really and, difficult. <laughs> yeah, and I have to confess, you know, I'm, you know, I guess we both are. We are, we are men of a, of a certain age, and you know, there are probably vast swathes of of music happening that I'm not even aware of. So I'm not making any claims that these are the ten best records of the year, or necessarily even my top ten favourites. But they're just ten that I thought it would be nice to to bring to the table um, tonight. Well, I'm the same. I mean, there's a couple that I'm going to talk about because they lend themselves to talk about wider things as well. And uh, yeah, basically, it's just us having a chat about the stuff that we've liked during the year. So I hope no one takes any offence at it. 
Yeah, yeah good, good, good. And, um, and when you've invited me, I, I should say, I was thinking, oh, that's great. We'll play some music and we'll, we'll, have, we'll say a couple of words about it. And then obviously I realised that this isn't a platform where you, we can actually play the play the music. So it's. I apologise to, to listeners that it is just the two of us talking, but... Maybe there'll be a playlist or something to accompany. I think that's a great idea. We'll put together a playlist on the website that people yeah. can listen to, yeah. And then people can listen to that at the same time as they're, as they're listening to us talking, even if their device allows that, maybe. Yeah. Good idea. This is on yeah. on a, a, in real-time production being had. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In, fact, in fact, what I would recommend is people actually turn us down and just listen to the music. That's, <laughs> we, shall, we, shall, we shall carry on talking anyway. We shall carry um, on because people expect yeah. it. Good. So we uh, okay. First choice. I'm going to go back to January, um, and the album release. Most of these are albums. A couple of them I haven't. I've picked some things other than albums, but it's an album release. Something in us never dies by Laurie Cameron. Um, it's an album of interpretations of the words of, of Robert Burns. Mm. Laurie Cameron is a an artist from Perth who I think is very much underrecognised in in Scotland, which is partly her own fault. It has to be said. Um, she previously made an album about five years ago called um, The Girl Who Cried for the Boy Who Cried Wolf. Yeah, that's the um, one I know her from, yep. Yeah, I mean, this is a great album. She's a great songwriter with a really kind of unusual poetic vocabulary, which, you know, kind of lends itself to the, the Burns material as well. So he, here she's turning to kind of lesser known works by, by Burns. It's got My Heart's in the Highlands, that, Highland, that, that one aside, most of the rest of them. Um, I just, and it's not even necessarily work. She kind of takes a line from here or there um, and kind of sculpts it into a song. So she's doing, you know, all the work. She's not just taking a poem and singing it. She's really kind of sculpting something out of bits and pieces. She'll take a line. For example, there's the line, um, God knows I'm no the thing that I should be, nor am I even the thing that I could be. She finds these lines. That one, I think, comes from a letter. Um, and it's a line that could be in a Frightened Rabbit song or a, or a Twilight Sad song. And she kind of sets it in this kind of beautiful musical setting with a kind of bed of piano and drums and guitar and a, and a kind of wash of electronica and creates something really beautiful. She has this kind of softly spoken voice with a distinctive accent and the music kind of flutters around her. And it, I don't know, it just touches me. It's a real kind of emotional pull to, to what she does. No, that Not is... That. The- not that, but yeah. But that's an album which has passed me by, and I'm surprised at that because I do love my Burns. Um, what was the name of it again? Because I'm noting this down for myself. The album is called Something In Us Never Dies. It's by Laurie Cameron. As I said, um, she's kind of to blame for, for her own low profile because each time she's released an album, when she released that one a few years ago and then she released this one in January, immediately she's released her albums. She's gone to live abroad. Ah. So she's now on the on, on the west coast of America, um, and not you know playing any part in, in in Scottish musical life. So so yes, she's a kind of you know uh, slightly obscure figure because of her of her not being in Scotland. But well worth um, seeking out by the sounds of it. I'm I'm going to do that. My first choice is Avocet and Lend Your Garden. You can see there, and um, it's a kind of enchanting kind of folk blues um even a bit of jazz in there um it's got i always like to look for certain trends throughout a year and the 2020 there's been quite a lot of harp going on very beautiful harp and a um rachel newton for instance her album to the oz gorgeous but there's some lovely harp going on with avocet um iona zajak is the um the player there 
Um, lots of great double bass as well. It's got real kind of feel to it. It feels almost like um, a 60s or 70s British folk record. There's that kind of vibe to it, which I really enjoy. Um, I, I was thinking it would be a good soundtrack to a kind of weird 70s kids TV show like Children of the Stones that we might have watched when we were <laughs> growing up. But um, it's it's on Mink Records. Um, I hadn't heard them before. In fact, I'm fairly sure that's their debut. And uh, I just loved it. Absolutely loved it. Did you hear it at all? Yeah, I've had a listen. I mean, I, I agree with you. It does it perfectly, kind of captures that classic, natural kind of folk rock sound. But, you know, and even kind of veering, you know, just as David Graham did in the past, it kind of goes on journeys it kind of goes into Africa and you know it's a kind of quite adventurous thing and like but like you say it is that the the class act that really makes it unique I think yeah 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 and I know his voice is it's gorgeous as well it's just it's got the feel I think of musicians that know each other inside out and are really comfortable in this music playing this music um yeah it's a it's a gorgeous record absolutely gorgeous so what's your second choice okay number two I'm gonna go with and I have it here Excellent. You can see that? Yes. Citizen Bravo, Raymond MacDonald and Friends return to Yahoop, the world of Ivor Cutler, which is a, a star-studded cast on here. It's, it's got, you know, um, so many names from, from Scottish independent music scene, from Emma Pollock and Alex Capranas, Kareem Polwart, Rick Redbeard, and that's just the first four or five tracks. Um, but no one can outshine Ivor Cutler himself. Um, yeah. You know, there's some really interesting, experimental, adventurous music on here. You know, Raymond McDonald is a an avant-garde jazz musician, um, but it's all in sympathy with the Ivor Cutler's kind of hilarious, bizarre, perverse um, words. Um, it just transports you. It's kind of mostly from songs from Ivor Cutler's early releases, the late fifties, early sixties. Um, stuff he did on Decca when he was when he kind of invented this this um, imaginary island of of Yahoop, um, and you hear Ivor Cutler's voice drifts in it drifts in a couple of times, and Phyllis King, Ivor Cutler's partner, is 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 on there. Um, Robert Wyatt, you hear his voice at one point. Who was a who was yeah. a friend of of Ivor Cutler, but I mean most I think most most significantly it's just a great showcase. Apart you know the words aside, but it's just a great showcase of. Scottish independent musicians, you know, and you see them all displaying their good humour and community-mindedness. And there's a few kind of new voices on there, which is great to hear, see people like Zoe Graham and Megan Early included in there. So it's just, I mean, it, the job that these guys did to pull all these people together is is tremendous. And they launched it at the at Celtic Connections right again back in, back in January, which seems so long ago now, when they were when we met up and and had and went to concerts. But they played at the Royal Concert Hall, which was, I think, was a bigger stage than they'd anticipated. Yeah. But they, they did a brilliant job of just kind of shrinking that big room down. So it felt like you were just in the living room, you know, sharing a really pleasurable evening with, with friends. So, yeah, four marks to, to Matt, Matt Brennan, Citizen Bravo, Malcolm Benzie, Raymond McDonald, and, and everybody involved. Great piece of work. It's a great, and if you don't know uh, the work of Ivor Cutler, it's a great introduction maybe through musicians who you are familiar with. And um, I'd forgotten about Celtic Connections, I have to say. It's almost like you know, a different mm -hmm. time completely. But that show in particular, kind of, they really did, as you say, pull, pull it off. Um, 
it's fantastic the way they did it and the way they've collected. And a lot of the songs should say are a lot of them are very short. You know, yep. it, that's the way that he did it. It was a short, sharp hit, if you like, and then move on to the next one. But um, yeah, which, which makes it even more of an achievement that they put together. Yeah, like you say, twenty six um, songs, each one with a pretty much almost everyone with a different guest artist. Yeah, yeah, it's fantastic. So you mentioned Zoe Graham there, which uh, was by accident rather than design, but that's what I'm going to talk about next. And it's her EP, Gradual Move. Uh, I've been um, a fan of Zoe's for some time. Her previous work, I think you could say, kind of lent more to the acoustic thing, but this was a kind of real move forward um, in terms of uh, not just the sound, but the songs as well. Um, what I like about her music is it's never rushed. You know, it's a kind of there's a kind of uh, gentle rhythm to it, which sometimes masks very personal lyrics. Uh, but there's a, yeah, there's a kind of not a slowness, that's the wrong word, but just a kind of gentle rhythm to the way that she sings and the way that the songs unfold. I think there's only four tracks on that. I'll double check. Yes, there is. Gradual move, sleep talking, now by no one fault lines, but they're perfect. So I thought. If I'm going to pick an EP, then that's the one I want to pick. And I just think Zoe Graham goes from strength to strength. Yeah, I mean, I can't remember if I saw her once saying that she was a big fan of Katie Tunstall. Well, I might have imagined that, but that's who she kind of, in a way, reminds me of. She has, has all the kind of articulacy and confidence and, and maturity, despite being being very young of, of Katie Tunstall when she first appeared on, on the scene. You know, and like you say, she's done the kind of acoustic pop and a bit of indie with Hackett and Knackered and then... Now she's doing a much more of a pop thing and she's done collaborations as well, hasn't she, with Father's Son and she's on, as you say, she's on the Ivor Cutler album. She's performed with Fat Suit as well. Um, so it's a bit of chameleon. So, I mean, it'd be interesting to see what path, you know, she goes down and, you know. I think she's a terrific been. songwriter as well. I think she always was. Hackett Knacker that you mentioned is a brilliant EP and uh, great songs and great lyrics on it. I think, um, I think she's very honest and uh, a in sharing with the reader kind of her thoughts, which doesn't always the case, but it really works. And I, I, as I say, I think that's a real step forward for her. I can't wait to hear a full album. That will be really good. Yeah, totally. Okay, um, okay, next for you, number three. Okay, next for me, um, well, uh, working at the BBC on the Ruddy Hart Show, obviously we have to be very aware of a conflict of interest. So we can't play stuff we can't play music that we would stand to gain financially from in it, you know, which basically has over the years has meant we can't play Roddy Hart records. But this, this year, this year for the first time, you know, an album that I was involved in, we haven't been able to play because I um, basically created a record label to put it out on. But for the, for the podcast here today, I'm, you know, no such conflict of interest Not and no such rules apply. So, so we're just going to go for it. The album in question being... Jim McAteer's Here Be Dragons, and I'm so pleased that you're going to talk about this, because um, maybe you can explain a bit about it and your role in it. Yeah, well, Jim is a, is a, a friend. He's an absolutely lovely guy. He's been playing um, his songs around Glasgow and beyond for 20-something for years. You know, he's often to be found at the open mics at Nice and Sleazy and Holt Bar back in the day, you know, you know yeah. wherever, there's a, wherever there's somewhere to play songs, Jim will be there. And he just has... A body of work of these kind of warm-hearted, witty, old-fashioned songs with a bit of depth to them as well. Um, and we decided, it's not a, you know, some years ago, it has to be said, we decided and needs to be an album. So yeah. since then, we've been inching towards 
um, getting this album made. There were a couple of days at Green Door um, Studio back in, back, you know, a few years ago. Um, and then more recently, um, uh, Mike Fowler, who plays bass, double bass and electric bass on the album. He has a, he's part of a cooperative that has, that has a bit of, has some studio space in uh, near the Barrows. So we've kind of, we've kind of um, landed ourselves on him and he recorded more bits and has been mixing it. And as I say, we were inching ever so slowly forward. And then Jim took a, took a, a fancy at the beginning of the year to the 29th of February, this mysterious leap, leap day. And Jim said, that's the day I want my album out to come out on the, the 29th of February. <laughs> and having spent years building up to it, it, we suddenly had to kind of finish it at a sprint, um, which we did. Um, you know, and um, Mike mixed away, myself and Jim, we were working hard to get it, everything done. Solveig, who did the, who did the artwork. Um, and we've, we, we pulled it off. And I'm, you know, so glad that we did because we got that launch on the 29th of February. And I know, a lot, I know you, you were there yourself and a lot of people who were there kind of saying that was the kind of last thing, the last thing that they did in 2020. And we just, just got in before, before things, things shut down. I wonder if Jim knew something, because as you say, that was the last gig I went to. And it was, it was what a night it was as well. I mean, the idea of social distancing was, you know, you could never, it was absolutely rammed, uh, you know, standing room only. Um, that was a great night. It's a great night and it's a great album. And I think it's interesting that you've, Put, uh, pick Jim after we've spoken about Ivor Cutler, because there is that kind of individual style and, as you say, sense of humour and a quirky way of looking at the world that Jim seems to have. Yeah, totally. I mean, you know, and there's there's real good humour. I mean, it's quite deep. I mean, the 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 sleeve. If you if you see the artwork, I mean, Jim has a has a birthmark on his face, and this this island. I mean, it's a bit like Yahoop, exactly as you say, like Ivor Cutler's island of Yahoop. Yeah. This is this is Jim's birthmark island with Jim kind of smiling in the face of all these of all these dragons lurking in the water and there's, yeah. there's a kind of you know metaphor there that you know it's good humor in the face of of adversity um you know it's not a music to set the world on fire it's kind of old-fashioned but for those who've listened to it and got it I think it's a it's a wonderful album and it my my you know involvement aside it is you know it's one of my favorite one well, of my favorite it, it is it's a stunning album and I played it. I've been allowed to, of course, play it on the radio, and it's one of the records as I've had the most feedback from. And they all say, "What was that song?" And the guy with the voice, or something along that line, mm -hmm. because Jim's voice absolutely is incredible—an instrument in itself. And once heard, I think never forgotten. And people do want to know more about it, so it is a great release. Good. Well, thank you. Thank you for saying that. And I should say. Heavy Dragons, my my choice, available on the Sonic Bull label. Yeah, exactly. Sonic Bull Bandcamp page or Jim Hackett yeah. Bandcamp page. Uh, my third choice is um, Mount Doubt and Doubtlands. I think you call it a collection of songs by Mount Doubt. And if ever there was a sure thing of an album that was going to feed, oh, you've got it there, excellent. I could have, I could have chosen it myself equally. Yeah, but. absolutely. It's a brilliant. Um, it's a really classy collection of songs. What I like about Mount Doubt is they can all play brilliantly, but it's never in your face. It just kind of allows to go under. And then you've got this, talking of voices, you've got this incredible voice of Leo Bargery. And then when he when he harmonises with Annie Booth, it's something very, very special indeed. Um, Headland, which is uh, on it, um, is perhaps my favourite song of the year. It's certainly among it. And I think it shows what they do um, just beautifully. Um, it's such a strong collection of songs. 
since it came out, I played it over and over again, and I knew I was going to like it. But sometimes that brings a sense of disappointment when something comes out, but not at all. It's a disappointment. It's out on last night from Glasgow, and it's Mount Doubt and Doubtlands, and just a quality collection of songs, I would suggest. Yeah, to- totally agree. I mean, it could easily have been one of my choices. I, mean, I think Leo Bargery is a-, a great songwriter, as you say, a great voice, the kind of darkness and the profundity of, the- of his words kind of echoed in that, you know, the, the-, the deep, soft, you know, deep voice that he has. But- and he's a very clever lyricist as well. There's all kinds of wordplay in there. It kind of reminds me of Elvis Costello, Imperial Bedroom, kind of, you know, he's very, inter- very interested in language and words and yeah and you know it's about their third or fourth album isn't it you know they are yep. building up a significant body of work yep and i think uh, that comparison's an interesting one because i do think his lyrics are, are it's it's one of those albums um that you spend time with and you don't do something else while you're listening to it you actually have to to get the best out of it sit and listen and listen to what he's saying and listen to how it's being said as you say deep vocals and, and deep lyrics and it, it works uh, it works really well you know, like Matt, Matt Berninger as well, I guess, is someone else, or you know, who he, who he reminds me of a bit. Just that very literate style in a kind of deep Nick Cave-ish kind of kind of voice. Yeah, yeah. that's what I mean. It's a really mature. It's probably yeah. It's it's perhaps my favourite collection of songs of the year, and uh, just every one you want to hear again almost immediately, which is always a good sign. Uh, number four from you, Richard. What were we on? Number four from me is. I have it. I don't have it. I don't have it. But it's it's um. You're doing okay by Happy Spendy on the. Ah, I do have it somewhere. Lost Map Records. Yeah. It's it's actually an album which was a collection of three EPs. Um, I've got a couple of EPs there, or at least promo copies thereof, to give you a sense of Happy Spendy. If they're not, if you can see those. Yes, yes, absolutely. Um, But you know, despite it being three EPs or and a couple of other odd tracks, um, it really works. As a as a coherent, um, but you know, piece of work. It, it that doesn't that doesn't detract from its, its albumness. It's very much a, a a collection that works together. Um, Happy Spendy is Ema Coyle from Derry, who's based in Glasgow. And so, on the album, there are fourteen songs, a lot of them very short. Mm-hmm. Um, so at first listen, it's kind of a small, slight, wistful electro pop album. Um, sort of put together on, not meaning to be rude, but not very expensive sounding instruments. Um, but but when you listen, when you sort of go beyond that and you really start listening to her voice and her lyrics, there's just so much feeling in there and, and, and grief. You know, this is an album that has kind of grief written through it. It's, it's actually quite, you know, sad. Um, she was thinking a lot about her father, I think, who she lost... Um, a couple of years ago and this album the songs on this album kind of come from that period when she was moving between Derry and, and, and Glasgow and thinking a lot about her dad and thinking a lot about you know romance romantic issues as well and I think she said herself that she likes to write sad songs to help her with her feelings and what she's come up with is is a you know songs which are which you know they're very reassuring and actually and comforting to listen to um you know, it's Ema, Ema telling herself that it's all right to cry. Um, you're doing okay. That's the, the, the title yeah. of the record, you're yeah, doing yeah. okay. It's her, you know, giving, re- reassuring herself. And it's a very lovely and sweet collection of songs. 
Um, I think you're right. It's, it is. And I think the kind of simplicity of it that you see actually gives the songs more power. You know, it allows you, you're not distracted in any way. You're, you're really um, kind of faced with the, the kind of raw emotion that, that, that's there. I think it's a tremendous album. It could easily have made the 10 that I would talk about. And it allows us to talk a little bit about Lost Map because they've had a cracking year as well. They've released some brilliant music. Yeah, absolutely. Not to be not to be stopped by 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 anything. I mean, yeah, the the, the releases coming from the Isle of Egg. Yeah. The post the post map. Are they, they call them post map the postcards. You know, it makes a great way of distributing their music. It's a great you know, way. Of distributing but uh, send send a postcard with with a download link. Yeah, um, yeah, and you get just, a lovely. I've got a few of them here. I think yeah, Fell Sides and Good Dog, and you know they're they're all uh, Pictish Trail himself, of course. It's a tremendous thing. Yeah, absolutely. All, all good music, just all interesting, adventurous music. And looking beyond Scotland as well, some of the, yeah. the artists that, 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 that he puts out yeah, to, to, to Johnny, Johnny Lost Map. Um, next for me is Snow Goose, The Making of You, which came out fairly early in the year, I think. Yeah, yeah, you go, eh? <laughs> and uh, it's... It's interesting looking at the album itself because it really is a bit of a, a super group. I mean, if any album I was was almost made that I was going to like, you've got Anna Sheard, who's kind of Snow Goose herself on vocals, along with Jim McCulloch, you know, who's played with so many bands, too many to mention. But you've also got Raymond McGinley, Dave McGowan, Steve Jones, Stuart Kidd, Chris Geddes, Ken McCluskey, the fantastic lap stealer Tim Davidson, and Davy Scott doing the string arrangement. I mean, it's a, it is, it's a, a modern supergroup, you might say. It's a term which often gives people the shivers, but I would suggest it is. And on, on top of everything, you've got this incredible vocals from Anna Sheard, beautiful voice. Um, it's Again, it's just a fantastic collection of songs. Um, and sometimes that's all you want from an album, just a constantly strong collection of songs. They made their debut album... Uh, Harmony Springs, I think, was a few years ago, and I really enjoyed that as a record. It was a real surprise. I didn't know anything about it when it came out. And this really follows up on the promise of that, and I think probably takes it to another level. It's called Snow Goose, The Making of You. It's on Glass Modern Records. I don't know if that's their own uh, label or whatever, but um, yeah, it's a really nice collection of songs. Yeah, I think it's a London label. Actually, I don't, I don't think it's, I don't think, I don't think it's them. But yeah, I know. I, I'm glad you chose this because it meant that I didn't have to, and I could choose other things. Because this could well have been one of my choices as well. Like you say, it's a who's who of of the big boys of Scottish indie rock, but doing their folk their folk rock thing with, with, with Anna. Um, I've you know seen them a couple of times, and you know, which is quite rare, quite r- r- rare to see to see yes. Snow Goose in 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 the in the flesh. But uh, I'm you know followed them. Since those early Harmony Springs, Springs days, um, Jim is an absolute legend. I think you know they kind of now they're kind of a duo now. I mean, they kind of yeah. started off as more of a group, and they've kind of shrunk to a, to a to a duo. And you know, a Jim McCulloch, I think he's an unsung kind of figure in in Scottish rock music. But I first saw him in 1986. Not showing my age there, but I saw him playing with the Soup Dragons in Wolverhampton. So I've been a I've been a fan of his for a long time. Um, He's one of now, those almost zelig characters in Scottish music that, you yeah. know, lots of band lineups and Jim McCulloch will be there. Yeah, I mean, he's such a kind of modest, you know, a modest, you know, guy, you know, wouldn't, would never push to the front. So he kind of, you know, not, not, necess- not necessarily as known as he, as he, as he might be. Yeah. Um, so Snow Goose now, I mean, they live 
four hundred miles apart. Anna lives down in in Somerset, and and I don't and um, Jim's up here. So this album I know was recorded a few a couple of years ago, in, as well. You know, it finally came out this year, but it had it had kind of been waiting for for a wee while. So, but they have promised us that while in twenty twenty they have been working on on new stuff. So despite the the distance between them, hopefully there will be more snow goose stuff. If twenty twenty has shown us anything, it's shown us that remote working is is more than possible. I really hope so, because um, it's interesting it was made a couple of years ago. It feels like a record that actually could have been made any time over the last 20 or 30 years, you know. It, it doesn't, uh, it's it's not following any um, trends or patterns or anything. It's just absolutely the music that clearly they want to make. It's um, your fifth one now, I believe. Okay, well, I'm going to go for, um, well, it's a single, um, it's called Hold, and it's by Jared Salos. Mm. Um, now Jared is somebody I've kind of worked a bit, worked a bit with too, because right. um, I was I was I was one of the people behind the the Stuart Crutchank bursary in 2019, which was a sum of money that was that was you know a, a, a competitive process um, for a songwriter in Scotland to send in a song, and we went through a judging process and we awarded it. On the basis of the song New Orleans Esker, which Jared s- submitted, we, we awarded him the him the prize. You know, it was very interesting submission, uh, interesting kind of piano song, but with a kind of an ambition and a and a grandeur that made it stand out. It was different to to anything else that that, that, we, that we received. So the prize was that we tailored a package. We had a sum of money, but we weren't we didn't just hand over the money. We kind of tailored a package which best served. Jared's development and, and maximised the you know it was it was a modest a modest budget. Um, he's a kind of he's a young man. He's comes from an interesting background. With his I think his dad comes from Holland. He grew up in Prague, born in England, grew up in Prague. Then he moved to Glasgow as as a as a student. Mm-hmm. Um, he's quiet. He's kind of intellectual, but he really has a very strong idea of what he wants to do with his music. Um, but having come here as an undergraduate, he's not really connected to any music scene as, as such. So we kind of thought what we want to do is kind of try and connect him in there and give him a bit, a bit more profile. So um, what the prize ultimately involved was um, making some videos at um, University of West of Scotland down in Ayr mm-hmm. and a couple of days at Chem 19 studio with some excellent musicians. So we've got Louis Abbott, Graham Smiley, Pete Harvey and the master producer, um, Paul Savage. And they produced these three um, songs, of which of which Hold is, is one. There are three songs: um, Faded Leaves, Hold, and Kint Sakuroi. Sakuroi. Yeah. I can't really pronounce that one. I know the one. Um, <laughs> and it's just great. It's just you know. I mean, to play a small part in it is is really rewarding. And but you know, obviously, it was it was Jared and the, and the musicians and Paul Savage who did the work just to make these beautifully recorded um, songs, which are just full of space and an atmosphere. And it's just really interesting because I think they point point at what's to come. I mean, Jared's just is all potential, and if he gets the chance to do more, you know, he's really demonstrated with these songs um, what he can do. He was involved in one of the Archipelago EPs from Olive Grove, wasn't he? And I will talk about them um, a bit later. But uh, I think he's an incredible uh, songwriter, fantastic songwriter, and so I've seen him live a few times now, and just really assured. Ah, there you go, the Jared Salas Volume Two, is it? Volume one, yeah, and uh, yeah, one. It, it, he's 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 
I think he's a tremendous songwriter. Now, these were these songs released individually as singles, or if people wanted to try and find them, where would they find them? Yes, he's put out the three. This, I mean, this is previous tracks. There were there were home recordings. I mean, he'd never actually been in a studio before. I should I missed that uh, that element of it out. He's made a few recordings, and he had a, an EP on Olive Grove Records, and then this second EP mm-hmm. on Olive Grove Records. But they're all things that he's made himself, basically. Right. So. Um, the Chem 19 three tracks he's put out over the course of this year. Every every few months he's put an, um, another one out. So yes, they're available on Bandcamp and the usual the usual streaming sites. Excellent. Well, my fifth choice is Jenny Sturgeon and the Living Mountain. Beautiful kind of picture on the cover there. And Jenny came on um, the Pod Scotsway podcast to chat about it. And it's based on its influence by the Nan Shepherd book, which is also The Living Mountain. And if you don't know who Nan Shepherd is, if you pull a Scottish fiver out of your pocket, she's probably on that. She's the woman with a headband that's on the Scottish fiver. But she is she's a fantastic writer um, from the 20th century. And The Living Mountains are most famous. Not, I mean, it's only a slight thing, but um, it's her most famous book. And it talks about the land um, around about the Grampian area, where uh, she was from, kind of Aberdeenshire and that area, which is where Jenny's from as well. And Jenny wanted to kind of do something similar with music and look at the natural world um, through her music um, so that it almost, you went singing songs about it and such, you were almost explaining your relationship to it. It's uh, and another trend of 2020, if you like, probably not probably it's been going on for years, but this idea that the natural world was being investigated in music. Erlen Cooper has been doing it in brilliantly up in Orkney. Um, I think Kirsty Law does it too. And it's often, you know, based around kind of folk music, but not always. Uh, you know, you've got kind of electronic representations as well. Um, it's such a beautiful record. It's perhaps, this is a record that you can just relax into, you know, and it almost kind of washes over you and um, yeah, it's 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 almost the definition of ambient music, I would suggest. Yeah, I absolutely agree with you. I mean, it is it's beautiful. It mixes in, you know, recordings of the Cairngorms, you know, you know, yeah. um, in, into the mix. So it does create a beautiful natural sound. The playing and the and the singing, the production are all brilliant. And um, yeah, that's an interest interesting that you that there's a kind of trend as you see it, or not trend, but there's a kind yeah. of you know a series of. I mean, it reminds me also of. Um, Kareem Polwart's um, wind resistance uh, as well, just kind of digging deep into a into a specific, you know, the artist's relationship with a specific um, place or area or, or, or landscape. I think that's it. It's not so much that this is anything new, because it's not, of course not. But I think with the idea of being able to record in a different ways and, actually, you know, get the, the, the trickling streams and the bird song and all that really clearly and then mix it into your music, um, it's been done perhaps in a, in a more interesting way than, than it has previously. At least to me, that's what I uh, discovered through it, definitely. It's out on Hudson Records, I should say, if anyone wants to discover it, and they should, because it's really, it's lovely. Yeah. Number six Great. for you. Number six, I think I have it here. Um, oh, yes. Um, well, um, Mount Doubt we spoke about earlier, Leo Bargery. Mount Doubt... Not only have Leo Bargery, but have two very distinctive voices, and you did uh, mention her briefly, but Annie Booth as well, yeah. um, who has made a couple of solo releases over the last couple of years. And this year she released an EP with Chris McCrory as Slow Weather, which is also very good. Yes, it is. Um, 
really, you know, I'm really taken with her. She has this real kind of human quality to her, to her work. But um, I haven't picked Annie Booth. I've picked the band Cloth. This is a, this is one track from an album I've picked, and it's and it's a version of Magic Eight um, by an Annie Booth's song Magic Eight, which is a song that she put out in last year, I think, on yeah, exactly. Spectral Spectral EP, and it's one of her very best songs. And on this album, which is the sorry, I'm getting, getting reflection now. I surely should take the should take the shrink wrap off these records. Um, this is the isolation sessions, March and April 2020, on the last night from Glasgow record label. Yep. Um, on which artists to record for last night for Glasgow have basically covered each other across across four sides of vinyl. There's about 22. Or, or so tracks on there. Um, but Magic 8, I mean, I've kind of, I mean, you know, Magic 8 I've gone for because, you know, I thought it's a brilliant song. It is. And it's so great to be reminded of it by, by this cover version. Um, Cloth, you know, I liked Cloth's album. Was that 2019? It probably was, wasn't it? Yes, it was. Yeah. I liked it. I didn't, I didn't absolutely love it, but I, I liked it. But them taking on Annie's Magic 8 and just making it into a, a sad, dreamy, delicacy um it's just they've come they've somehow created you know the the, the exquisite pop moment of the year uh, so the yeah. exquisite pop moment of the uh, magic eight by cloth on that's interesting i think i'd like to talk a little bit more about the isolation sessions because mm -hmm. it was an incredible undertaking it was from early on in kind of lockdown um in fact it says here it was conceived on the 17th of march Last night from Glasgow decided that they were going to do a project to raise money for venues and record stores affected through being closed. And as you say, it was their artists performing tracks from other artists that are on it. Some of my favourites is um, Lemon Drink doing Teen Canteen, L Space doing Mount Doubt. Uh, in fact, they do Headlands. Uh, Nicola and Elliot doing L Space, you know. And so what you've got with all the three of those examples and the cloth example with Annie Booth, incredible songs, really incredible songs, and they're shown to be that way because they're done in such a different way. Mm -hmm. The song still stands out. Yep. Yeah, I think I think the album is just it's a great example because it's all done under lockdown, as is yeah. as is clear from the from the title. So it's just, you know, a brilliant example of the work that musicians have done under lockdown. And it's also a fantastic example of a community of musicians working together with, with a social conscience that they you know that the money was there to benefit the the venues which are in are in are in dire straits obviously absolutely and it grew and it grew because then you had um brian sweeney taking pictures in fact i've got a couple here i'll show you one of my brother's family up in Sweden. we even went up to bremar to take these pictures and one of me looking out the window and the, the idea was that he would just go around and take these um, portraits of people either hanging out their window or outside their door or that, who are locked down in different ways. And um, to see all those pictures together was incredible. It was a real community coming together. I mean, I think last night from Glasgow have kind of created that from the beginning, but this felt like a strengthening of that. And, and as you say, such a great cause to be doing it for as well. My sixth choice is Carla J. Easton and Weirdo that kind of slightly sinister, again, 70s-looking cover uh, there. Um, I'm a huge Carla Jason fan. I think a, this feels like an album that she's been working to since the very start. You know, um, I was trying to think of a comparable um, career trajectory, and I was kind of coming up with um, George Michael. 
doing the kind of pops. I know it's a strange one, doing pop stuff at the beginning, but then building each time to do something very different, but still rooted in this amazing pop sensibility that um, that Carla definitely has. Um, and like my favourite music, it takes twists and turns and the kind of pop, poppiness, if you, if you like, uh, it kind of almost hides something darker and, and often uh, quite painful, it seems to me. There's joy there as well, but there's also kind of sadness too. And I think Carla does that really, really well. Yeah, no, I think she is. She's a completely distinctive voice. And I mean, that the album is weirdo. I mean, it's, it's, it's full on, isn't it? It kind of pins you back in, 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 your, in your seat, you know, Solar Eye pops up here and um, Honey Blood pop up. You know, it doesn't stop to take breath, which I think is like Carla herself. She's a, she's a phenomenon who kind of never stops putting out new, interesting material. I think you're right. It's, um, you know, we talked earlier about uh, um, the Mount Doubt album being one you had to kind of listen to, and maybe Jenny's one you could let uh, um, sit back and let it wash over you. This will not be ignored. You couldn't mm. ignore it if you tried. <laughs> you know, exactly. You, you just kind of put your headphones on or whatever, and suddenly it's like, um, I think maybe even the first lines are, oh my God, or something like that. And, it's, and you, you have to stick with it right to the end. And uh, what a wonderful kind of ride it is. It just takes, I think if I was discovering this album in my teens, I would be having Carla G. Easton badges on my pencil case, you know, that kind of thing. I would totally fall for it in that kind of um, fan way. And in fact, who am I kidding? I am like that with it. It's a, just a great, <laughs> a great record. And that's on the Olive Grove. That's on Olive Grove Records as well. Yeah, they had quite the year, I have to say. Um, your seventh, I think we're up to. Okay, okay, we're up to seven. My seventh, I don't have a copy of it, but it's... um. Fugitive Light and Themes of Consolation by Andrew Vasilik. I've got oh, it. you got one? I have got one. You talk about it and I'll go and show people. Uh, Ali is much better than me at owning the copies. I have them all. I have files of them all in my, on my computer. But um, physical copies, Whoa. I don't necessarily always always have. Beautiful. Beautiful. Well, I, this, I have to say, you said you were glad I picked Snow Goose because otherwise you would have done it. I would have picked this if you hadn't picked it, I have to say. I think it's amazing. I think Andrew's incredible. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's Andrew Vasilek, also known as Andrew Mitchell from Dundee, who's made many different, um, many very different, different incarnations of, of Andrew over the last decade and a half. He was in the Hazy Janes, melodic, um, jangly, indie rock. Um, he's, he's been Andrew Vasilek, the singer-songwriter. He's made experimental music with Art of the Memory Palace. He's a member of Idle Wild these days. Um, he's collaborated with, you know, he's, he's very loyal to the Mara family, to Liz Lockhead, James Robertson. Um, he's a good egg. He is. But he's absolutely a polymath as well. A good egg and a polymath. That's, that's, that's what he is. And in recent years, he's made three albums. This is the third of um, beautifully composed and arranged music, um, inventive, bewitching, instrumental music. And I think this might be him him at his peak, he may, this may be him, he's found his metier, he, he's, you know, really just, it's just head and shoulders, you know, above, above almost everything. Um, yeah. uh, music, it's, it's like the soundtrack for a film, a film that doesn't exist. Um, it's, there's kind of, it's kind of nostalgic for that late 60s, early 70s, um, piano, woodwind, um, brass, string, there's harp in there as well, as, as we, as we mentioned earlier. Um, yeah, it's like, the soundtrack for the best film that you've never seen, um, you know, with like a 
Roy Budd or Ennio Morricone uh, soundtrack with you know Stan Tracy playing the piano, piano. It's just you know it's that it's that good. It really is. He's such a special musician, and I think you know um, we were mentioning people having to create, and I get the feeling with Andrew, this is kind of it's. He has to get this stuff out there. He did the, the EP he did with Liz Lockhead was one of my favourite things of the year as well. It was just superb. It was her reading her poetry over his um, gorgeous music. Um, I've been I've seen him live a couple of times. I've seen him with full band, which is amazing. I've also seen him in a small cut down with maybe just two or three. And uh, however you see him, um, the 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 music always is is uh, amazing. I mean, you know, almost kind of jaw dropping music. Mm-hmm. The idea of it being a soundtrack to a film that you haven't seen, I think, is perfect. It, it, yeah. it could easily be like that. And again, often I writes with the his relationship with the land in mind or with the sea in mind or whatever he's got, you know, um, that to him as well. But yeah, I, I, I could go on and talk about Andrew for a, a long, long time too. But yeah, uh, and, yeah. and the and the, the the six music six music presenter Gideon Co made it his album of the year in the like a week or so ago and you know when i saw that i thought wow that's that's amazing that's brilliant and and then the more i thought about it i thought no it's it's not amazing it is it's absolutely, absolutely right, right. It's, yeah. as it should be it's completely merited just cuz he's living in dundee doesn't mean you know he can't have made the the album of the year which uh, i think he quite possibly has i think he possibly has as well yeah i would say that and uh, and uh, if you haven't heard any of them. You've got such a great back catalogue, as you suggest, to go through and, and listen to too. So my next album is Pale Fire and Husbands. Uh, this um, was their first album, I think, for five years. I think that was right. And uh, it's it's the sound that they had already, um, which was kind of um, Scottish indie pop music, but taken, it's more lush, there's more production in this. I think Paul Savage is, I think he is. Involved. Jamie, Jamie Savage. Jamie Savage, yeah, sorry, yeah. Also, yeah, that's right. And they, they deliberately have him as all songs by Pale Fire and Jamie Savage together because he said, you know, they said he's such a big part in the sound of this record. It's very smart. There's references to James Kelman and John Cassavetes and they get their name from Nabokov. Um, they suggested at the time it came out, because I had a quick chat with them for the radio, um, that this might the reason that they wanted this to be as good as it is is because it might be the last one they do. You know, lives are changing and things are moving on. Since then, I've read elsewhere that they might be working on the next one already, which I really hope they do. Yeah, totally. I, I think it's one. It's one we haven't actually done justice to on on the Roddy Hart show, which we which we probably which probably should have played it more because it is like you say, it's it's big, it's powerful, it's kind of widescreen. There's a real Americana, yeah, feel to it. But but as you say, with a with a Scottish voice and a distinctive kind of Scottish literary sensibility, if you, if you, if you like. Um, yeah, great. Yeah, it's kind, of, kind of British literary kind of, Americana. Yeah, exactly. Like kind of Wilco, that kind of feel. That's how that, what I felt about it. Um, that say, but instead of being the open plains or, or things like that, it's kind of things that are happening in the west coast of Scotland, and that shouldn't be you know diminished because of that. In fact, it should be celebrated. I think. Um, who, who's it out on? Late fragments is the the Late, yeah. which yeah. I think is their their own their own release their own release yeah okay uh, number eight uh, please Richard 
Number eight. Um, I, um, okay, this isn't a, this isn't an album or a single or an EP. It's um, a whole entire. What I've written down is Randolph Sleep entire lockdown output. Yeah, I'm glad um, you've done that. Good. I mean, yeah, I'm, I've kind of have, well. I think I kept the left the window open here. Hang on, so we can we can I can talk you through their 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 output. This is this is Adam Ross, who is basically the the, the Duracell bunny of song. He just <laughs> can't stop recording and and releasing uh, releasing songs. And kind of lockdown has brought out the you know this tendency in you know times twenty. So which ones came out this year? I think you can't put your brakes on love. Album came out earlier this year. Followed by another album, Howling at the Sun. That's, I think that's kind of re-recordings of, of older songs. Followed by a single, which he, they recorded for my birthday. So that's a particular plus point. They recorded, he recorded a single, a single for my birthday. So many thanks Excellent. to Adam for that. Um, then live from my imagination. Um, that's a kind of imaginary, as you would imagine, an imaginary live album. Um, and then on top of that, AR Pinewood No Life, which was a, an album released in the persona of a kind of robotic country singer. That was a lost um, release, wasn't it? I think. Yes, yes, it was. It was. So yeah, I mean, all these releases, and they're all done with kind of flair and wit and vivacity. Um, Adam is the kind of master of the of the couplet. You know, he can he can really you know make you laugh with a couplet. You know, um, the new single. What's it? What was it? I should apologise for how I acted. You poured your heart out, but I was distracted. I mean, you know, you just every other couplet is is is, is that good, you know. Um, again, going back to kind of Ivor Cutler, who we mentioned earlier, or, or or someone like that. I mean, he. I sometimes think when I'm listening to Randolph Sleep that I wish John Peel was still around because because I think you know as much as anyone can claim that John Peel would have would have loved something, um, you know. I think he would have loved Randolph Sleep. A lot of people think John Peel was all about, you know, extreme noise terror, but he was actually really into wordsmiths. And, Very you know, much. from Ivor Cutler and Viv Stanshall to Marquis Smith and John Hegley and Nigel from Half Man, Half Biscuit to all these people, um, Ball Boy and, and yeah, Aaron Heyman. Yeah, Ball Boy was the band that I thought latterly yeah. he really, and, and in lyrically you can see similarities. Yeah, I mean, I think that's why, I, I mean, I think Adam is the, is the kind of, you know, he comes in a kind of line that, that follows that. So, I mean, it's a shame, you know, who knows, but, you know, if, if, if John Peel were, were immortal, was immortal, then maybe there'd be a, a place for, for Randolph Sleep on late night Radio One. But, you know, without him, we have them on, on Bandcamp. Um, many releases from 2020, all literary or sharp, you know, and he really cares, you know, there's environmental and political concerns in there, the Christmas songs, that we yeah. mentioned earlier, he's the, he's the, he's the master of, of Christmas songs. So, you know, lockdown, obviously, it's not been good for, for musicians, but it has, in a way, suited kind of certain prolific home recorders. I mean, there's also kind of Andrew Taylor from Dropkick and, um, Mark Pilly, who's recorded three albums, three albums under the Ark Song name. You know, some people, it's just kind of, in a way, not the way they would have chosen, but it's kind of worked for them that they've managed to put out a lot, a lot of work which which wouldn't have otherwise existed. Yeah, we were speaking to um, Beer Jacket earlier in the year, and he released an album as well, which was all done. He, it was going to be full band and everything like that, and now he just had to switch it on his head and find a different way of doing it. And best of all, I would say, what, what I didn't include in that list is uh, the new album 
from 2020, 2021 release. Yes. Um, Spirit level, which Spirit is level. possibly the best, the best yet. Oh, excellent! That's an album um, coming early in the new year from Randolph's Loop. Oh, fantastic! No, I'm I really pleased that you mentioned them because you said it was an incredible uh, year for releases from uh, Adam in particular, and uh, and then you know throw in a cup toss in a couple of Christmas ones at the end too, you know, and really you you know poignant and funny and this Christmas please don't come near me, you know that kind mm-hmm. of sentiment. I think it just captures a lot of these things. My eighth choice is it was released in March, I think. And we've mentioned Ar- Archipelago EPs already from Olive Grove Records. And this was volumes at five and six. So volume five is Circle Meets Dot, which is um, Joe Mango and A. Wesley Chung. And then on the other side, it's Henry and uh, Fleetwood, uh, Martin John Henry and Gillian Fleetwood. Oh, there you go. So I kind of wanted to talk about this because, one, it's a great collection of songs. It's a fantastic collection of songs, but also the Archipelago EPs were such a brilliant idea. And there was six volumes, three EPs. Um, first two were released at the end of last year, and then this one came along. And uh, that, and you can, if you if you're watching the video, you can see how beautiful the covers are too, and they all work together. If you can piece them all together to have full landscapes, if you wanted to do such a thing. Um, the other ones are Jared Salos, who you mentioned. Oh, there's Richard doing it just that for us. And um, Chrissy Barnacle, Volume Two, Pocket Knife, Volume Three, Moon Soup, Volume Four, and it's such a great idea. Olive Grove, I think, at next year celebrates its tenth anniversary, and there's a ten-year anniversary uh, album coming out for that, which I can't wait to get and play. Um, yeah, Happy Birthday to uh, Olive Grove, of course started by Helena Rafai as well as uh, Lloyd Meredith, and it's been an incredible 10 years, perhaps. Well, well it's certainly among my favourite record labels around. Yeah, totally. These, these um, EPs, it was a great set of, of recordings, and this one, the one that you, that you you highlight, Circle Meets Dot, Henry and Fleetwood, there was a really good pairing yeah. um, with two kind of male-female duos, um, Martin John Henry and A. Wesley Chung, both kind of unconventional voices and, and writers, but with, with their kind of female other halves, um, Julian Fleetwood and Joe Mango kind of yeah. really kind of ma- adding a mellifluousness, if that's not, yeah. if I'm not gender stereotyping, but you know, there's, they both work as, really work as, as duos. Yeah, the, I think they, they, what um, they did is they really paired the, the, the bands up well on them, you know, it really works through uh, through all, all of them. So, for instance, if you weren't interested in buying all three, you should. But if you weren't, you could say, yeah, but I like Pocket Knife and Moon Soup. I like that kind of odd poppy stuff, and that's the one I'm going to go for. Okay, um, now we're on to number nine. We're getting fairly near the end. Good, yeah. Number nine, my ninth choice is uh, an EP, which was released quite late this year, just a, just a few weeks ago. Um, it's the, the EP is called Set Me Down, and it's by Emma Miller. Dying. Emma Miller is a, a singer-songwriter who lives in Elgin. Um, I'd never heard the name before until, you know, a couple of emails arrived about this, this EP. So I was quite taken aback because she seemed to have arrived fully formed. I mean, this, these weren't kind of tentative first steps on the, on the road to making music. This, these were kind of, you know, 
really, you know, she seems the, the finished article already. And it turns out, you know, that she'd moved from, I think she'd been down in London trying to, trying to break through, but, you know, I decided to move back to Scotland. So she does have a, have a history, but just not one that we were, that we were aware of. And it's just a five track EP, really kind of nice old fashioned production, but nothing extraneous. There's no trickery to it. It's, it's all about the songs, her voice and piano and her songwriting, which is just good, honest, emotional, heartfelt songs drawn from life's journey. Um, similar to maybe somebody like Blue Rose Code or, yeah. or Kim Edgar, you know, other two other people who've made good albums this, this year. Just really great, good songwriting. I think she calls them her We songs. She said that in a tweet recently, which I thought was very over modest. And another reminder that there's great music being made in every single corner of Scotland. You know, when you get um, emails from all over. I mean, you've you've been getting this for a long time, I guess. But this year in particular, I started getting um, emails from uh, and and outside of Scotland as well. Scottish artists who are making music elsewhere. Yep, totally, totally. So yeah, I mean, in terms of Emma Miller, you know, I would London's loss is our gain. I hope we hope we kind of hang on to her and she and she sticks around and, and continues to make music as good as this as this debut EP. Yeah, I agree. It's a great EP and all the songs are tremendous as well. It's mm -hmm. not just you've got a couple and then fill it. each one is well worth reading, uh, well worth listening to. Okay, my number nine, uh, I'm going to cheat a little bit and I'm going to, because I've been trying, for the last few nights I've been listening to both these records and saying which one I was going to make my number nine. But they're both jazz albums, and that's why I wanted to talk about because Scottish jazz at the moment, I just think, is in such a good place. Number six, Sextet, uh, Dreams Fulfilled, is um, real ensemble playing um, by a band, and kind of in the along the lines of Fat Suit. You know, they play um, often long tracks, lots of solos in them. The musicianship's incredible, and it's really um, tight. It's really tightly done, and there is a lot of that in a, the Scottish jazz scene at the moment. But then you've also got Corto Alto, who, again, are incredible players. There's something looser about this. You get the feeling sometimes that it's just on the edge, maybe, of, of for, not falling apart, but, you know, it's got a kind of funk vibe and there's a world music vibe and there's kind of more, perhaps, going on in this that's not traditional. Um, but they're both great records, um, both great jazz records. I've always loved my jazz music, and I'm just so pleased with um, what's going on in Scotland at the moment. Um, you get singers like Cara Rose and uh, Kitty, who's been recognised this year, who are incredible voices and clearly influenced by um, some of the older jazz singers. But you've got these amazing musicians as well. And it's so collaborative. You mentioned earlier that um, Zoe Graham has been with Fat Suit and so has Angus Monroe, um, another incredible voice. And I like it in Scottish music in general, there seems to be a real willingness to kind of shun genres or anything and just collaborate with whoever you want and, and cross over that way, which is really, really healthy, I think. Yeah, I think I think people like us maybe, or you know, certainly in radio, um placing music into genres as 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 we do, um, mm. as 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 listeners or broadcasters. I think musicians don't do that, do they? And I think yeah. I think the, the some of those the Scottish jazz musicians and the and the Pop musicians that you mentioned, they, they, you know, they don't hold any kind of truck with pigeonholes, which is, which is a great thing. Yeah. I mean, I'm certainly, I'm kind of hearing more jazz now than I feel like I've heard for, for a while. It does seem to be 
a moment, doesn't it? I mean, even listening to Six Music, there's much more jazz on, on Six Music now, not just Giles Peterson, but across you know, several of the other shows you're hearing quite a lot of. I would say there, there's much, since the 80s, I kind of get into jazz in the kind of mid-80s where there was a real moment with Winston and Branford Marsalis and a lot of um, jazz funk stuff going on. I suppose acid jazz started. Um, that seemed to happen in the 80s and early 90s. And then, yeah, now it's it's just everywhere and really amazing, really great jazz music. Oh, um, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I did my time as a as a pretentious teenager listening to Miles Davis and, and John Coltrane, and you know, I enjoy now going back to that and, and listening to those those records again. And I, I, you, you you surprised me with the second one, but it's only the Nimbus Quartet I've, I've listened to and really enjoyed that album. A really kind of funky but spiritual, beautifully played and arranged, you know, jazz music. Well, I caught to Alto released a lot of stuff that was um, a, you can get on their Bandcamp site only, and they didn't do too much. But it's all worth checking out. Quite a lot live at four three five, I think. And uh, yeah, great, great playing. Just it just sounds like everyone's just enjoying so much just playing their instruments and playing together. And having seen Fatsuit live a couple of times, that's what you get from them as well. They're like, yes, they're pleased and audiences there, but actually. They would just be having as good time if there was nobody there because they just love what they do. And I think it is a, a shame sometimes that we, um, you know, you, you write a review and people say, well, what's this like? We say, well, it's a little bit like that. It's a little bit like that. But actually, in some ways, that does, you know, temper people's expectations of it. Whereas the musicians themselves often just go out and say, yeah, we'll just play it. If you like it, you like it. Great. Good. Well, I, I look forward to, to joining you at the... Down at the jazz club, where or yeah. the, the jazz gig, where, wherever that may be, when things restart, I think we should make, right. definitely make a date to catch some some live jazz. Definitely, definitely. So your tenth um, choice, please, Richard. Okay, my tenth choice. Um, I chose it for a couple of reasons. I'll come to what it is in just a moment. But um, I chose it for one. It's a slightly, you know, it's not an album. It's a single. Um, I chose it one because of. Jill O'Sullivan, also known as Jill Lorian, who has been responsible for a couple of the best releases of this year. The Three Queens in Mourning album, which was a tribute to, or the songs of, of Bonnie Prince Billy. That was a brilliant piece of work. Um, she made the Not Your First EP. That's a great song. Brilliant song. Yeah, Eyes on, Eyes on the Bird on this is certainly one of the songs of the year, for yeah. sure. Um, it's been a difficult year, and she, you know, but um, she's really played a blinder. Um, she's involved in this record that I'm, that I'm coming to in just a moment. Um, I also chose it because to give some attention and to highlight the the work of of music charities which have had a really hard year. Um, charities which work, you know, in person, you know, with, in, in workshops, um, musicians working with um, people from all kinds of different groups. Obviously, that methodology just hasn't been possible in, in, in 2020. So I know the, you know, charities have struggled and people have been furloughed and, you know, the future has been uncertain. Um, but ending the year on a positive note is the project Ensemble. And that's, that's, that's what we come, we come at last, sorry, to, um, to, to delay, but we come at last to, to my choice, which is Nightlight, a single by Ensemble featuring Stephanie McChrystal, Jill O'Sullivan, and Jana Gabriel. And um, Ensemble is a project which um, pairs 
young people um, with professional songwriters. And these are young people who've come from very difficult circumstances. Some have experienced homelessness and they've been through weekly cares, um, homeless service, weekly care supports the ensemble project. Um, so workshops between young people and, and, um, and professional musicians, um, which create songs, which provide a kind of an outlet for the participants to, you know, really work through their, their emotional, emotional journeys, um, but also creating songs that um, make an important statement and foreground issues that we should all be thinking about. And we have a prime example in this song, Nightlight, written by Stephanie McChrystal, who is a girl who was brought up, I'm sorry, a girl who came from a, an abusive household. She left along with her brother. She ended up in Wheatley Care's homeless unit. Over the course of a series of workshops, working with Jill, Jana Gabrielle and her key worker, they wrote this incredible song, Nightlight, which is Steph giving comfort to her brother, telling him, if you feel lonely now, I promise it won't last forever. I think those are the words. Um, all about Stephanie's spirit and her hope for the future. And the great thing about these records, these, you know, songs that, that spring from these workshops is that, you know, the song itself and the, the process of songwriting is also a constituent part of Stephanie's, you know, recovery and her, you know, facing the world. It's just, it just, you know, it's just a tremendous, you know, thing for people to have and to and to work through and for the listener we're used to story songs songs that songs that tell stories but for these songs to come from a place and come from a person um where they're absolutely true told by the person who's experienced them you know stephanie sings on this song which doesn't always happen but she you know somebody apparently by all accounts she started off very shy and then she took to the process and ended up writing melodies and, and joining in the recording process. Um, so it's just a massive emotional impact to hear songs like this. And this is just a great example. And it's a single, as I say, released by Ensemble, um, featuring all these people. It's called Nightlight. And we get a whole album of songs coming out in 2021, an album called No Place Like It. So that was my last choice, which I thought... Mm -hmm. It's a valuable one just to really highlight some brilliant work that's going on. You've just reminded me of the Distant Voices project, which was Vox Luminous. Um, and that uh, Distant Voices is a project that explores crime, punishment and reintegration through songwriting and other forms of creative expression. We pair some of Scotland's best songwriters with people who've experienced the criminal justice system from lots of different angles. I won't read the whole thing out, but if you go and look for Distant Voices and Vox Luminous, then you can find out loads more about it. And it's a similar type of thing and shows you the work that's still being done in the community at such a difficult time. Yeah, I mean, um, Vox Luminous, absolutely brilliant work. I mean, there's a, there's a song by Emma Pollock, it's a couple of years old, called um, I Won't Follow Him to the Grave, which was uh, working with a, 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 a young man in prison and he was singing about his older brother. And it's, that, I mean, that to me as well, like this song, Nightlight, that just to me is just just such a kind of an emotional song just made so much more emotional by the fact that it's absolutely from the from the mouth of the of the person who experienced it yeah well it's all things to check out my 10th one is an album by the sons which is the creatures we were before we are ghosts 
Um, now, the Suns were one of the first bands that I kind of discovered through doing Scots We Hay back in 2009 or whatever it was. And um, they sent me their music and it was a bit of an epiphany because I went, wow, this is amazing. And I don't know anything about it. And then it was the beginning of, because the, the website kind of started out mainly being about books. That was the idea about it. And then suddenly people were saying, oh, we've got an album out. And then I got to know... Um, Lloyd a bit through uh, Olive Grove and through um, Pinko and the other bloggers that were out at that time that were doing things. And the Suns became just a favourite band of mine. So to hear that they had a new album out this year uh, was just, uh, it just made my year, really. Because um, I feel like uh, if it wasn't maybe for this band, I'm sure I would have got round to listening to lots of the new Scottish music, but they kind of pushed me in the, in the right direction. Um, again, a bit like uh, the Mount Doubt album and the Snow Goose album, it's just a collection of great songs from beginning to end. There is a kind of quirky fitness to the lyrics as well, often. Uh, they're often a... They remind me a little bit of American Music Club and that kind of Mark Eitzel um, vibe. You know, there's a kind of um, melancholy to everything that's going on, but, you know, you get... Songs like There Are No Sharks and It's Time For Bed Now. I've can't, I'm glad you kept your hair, John Travolta, which is a great uh, title for any song. And a, a lot's more than that. It's it's probably the album I've played most this year, I think, the Suns album. Um, if, I, if I'm just saying what will I put on, and I'm not entirely sure, I'll put the Suns, the creatures we were before we are ghosts. Um, yeah, I, they're a band that I will always kind of go back to. And I go back to those earlier albums too, because um, they're just, for me, they're exactly my kind of music. They're the bands I've been listening to who weren't Scottish, but made similar kind of music. And then I find out that there's been a band here all along that were doing that as well. Yeah, okay. Well, I'm slightly embarrassed to say we didn't, we didn't, we never played this one on, on the radio. Apologies to the Suns. I, I did listen to it. I did listen to it a few times. And um, it's not because I didn't like it, it's, but the reasons for not playing it are probably the same reasons that, that it's it. good because it, it's quite uncompromising and weird and, like yeah. you say, downbeat and it's not immediate. You know, you have to kind of work a bit, which doesn't necessarily lend itself to, 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 you know, a first hearing on, on the radio. I agree totally. I, and you let, if you've listened to it over and over, you um, hear new things and get new things from it every time. But it does take a bit of work. I think that's true. Um, it, a, a bit like with some writers, you know, the, some yeah. of the books, you take a while to get into it and really get to the bones of it. And I think that's what you do with the sons. But actually the rewards are greater out, out mm -hmm. the other side when you do yeah. um, fall for it. And uh, and that's why I play it again and again and again. Not so that I know it off by heart and sing the melodies and pop lyrics or whatever, but to get more from it, I think. Like, yeah, exactly. Like watching, like watching a favourite film that uh, might not be easy. It's not like Jaws where you kind of know it all by heart, but one like, say, Raging Bull where you, you love it, but it's not an easy watch and it's not an easy... There's something deeper going on, I think, with it. Yeah, no, I... I couldn't agree with you more, and, I, and I, it's an album which I must return to myself. Well, that's our 10 each, Richard, and I think we've done pretty well. Um, we were going to have um, a quick any other business just to see if there was anything that happened during the year that you particularly wanted to talk about that we haven't touched on yet. Um, I, as, as, as we've said, it's been, a, it's been a strange year, and I've kind of been in a tunnel of listening to, you know, 
I think often in a year I will discover more things out with what I'm in. You know, though I'll, I'll be at a festival in the in the summer and I'll catch a band I wasn't expecting to catch, or at a concert I'll see a, a support band I wasn't expecting to see, yeah. and which will take me in a, in a different direction because I, you know, I listen to music. Usually, I would say I listen to music and have favourites beyond the repertoire of, of the Roddy Hart Show, which is a certain kind of set, you know, yeah. um, type of music. Not, not or very, it's very, very various, but it, you know, it has to be kind of melodic and and you know, not alienating. It has it's a certain kind of kind of feel. You know, I know if something's a Roddy Hart record, and I've probably been living in that tunnel much more so this year, just because, as we've said, we, I've been inundated with music, so I've had that. Um, producer's hat on when I've been listening to music more than I think I usually do when I'll be listening to more things from further afield and from different genres but I've kind of haven't had those serendipitous um, moments where I've kind of caught something that's that's totally different which which has blown my mind so yeah I've been in a bit of a tunnel I would say I mean the, the other thing I suppose that we should mention is is the whole kind of online online gigs that um, that have obviously been um to, to uh, you know, to a small degree, um, taking the place of, of 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 live music. Yeah, people have been finding different ways to kind of keep playing. And at the beginning of lockdown, there was a real splurge. Is a horrible word. I don't mean that, but everyone was trying to find a way to do this really well. And I think um, maybe it's unfair to name names, but some people certainly did it um, better than others. And now people are doing paid gigs online as well because that was the other thing. How do people still kind of? Uh, make money. I know that the, the bathers were going to do quite a big play uh, of, um, I think it was Kelvin Grove Baby, and they had to um, put that when the new system of tears came in and they couldn't be in the same hall to, to make it, which I was looking forward to that. But uh, yeah, it's been um, it's been really encouraging to see how people have still continued to find, I mean, I'm sure it's a huge struggle. In fact, I know it's a huge struggle, but they've found a way to kind of get their music out there. Yeah, I mean, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, as you say, paying gigs. I was, I watched um, Warren McIntyre and Starry Skies launch it. He launched his album um, just a few a few nights ago, yeah. um, and it was like you say, it was a paid gig. They had a small crew, so there were a, a few cameras. The sound was coming through. They did it at Maybank Studios in the in the Gobles kind of way, which is where they, he recorded the album. Um, and it's yeah, it's 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 possible. With a bit of care and a bit of a bit of expense and a bit of time to 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 produce something, which is really excellent. Um, um, and I think you know, now that people have gone down this route of online concerts, I think once we are back in the in the back at gigs and at venues, you know, it's not going to go away. I think it's gonna it's gonna be something that that stays a part of the of the musician's life, of the promotional and touring. Um, world is that you know people will be invited to gigs remotely uh, well the one thing I would like to mention that we haven't mentioned that I kind of got into more this year was Scottish hip-hop I mean I've always kind of listened to Stanley Odd and Loki and Hector Berserk and Young Fathers and the ones that maybe are more prominent but this year I, I, st- I really started getting to other um, people as well folks such as um, Ward Jenkins, uh, Steg G, who I knew a bit, but kind of got more of that. Freestyle Master, Empress, who released a great album. And if you want to uh, 
look further, I would suggest there was an album called No Justice, No Peace by Scottish hip hop artists for equality, which you can get on their Bandcamp site. And it's a great introduction. There's a guy called Big Taj who does this amazing kind of almost 70s, almost disco funk stuff. Um, a Becca Star, Cryptic. I would love to have played more of them on the radio show, but there's a hell of a lot of swearing going on. So often that's just not possible. But um, yeah, I, I've really started to get into it. And um, one of the things uh, is that they're singing about recognisable, you know, they're not trying to be anyone other than who they are. So um, a lyric that my brother likes to quote is, uh, uh, I went for the, my farahs down the barras, you know, these kind of rhymes that you would, uh, you just wouldn't mean, make any sense to anyone else. Um, it's a, it's a really thriving scene all over the country as well. Um, a vacant real estate is a, a great um, a guy up in Aberdeen who makes some amazing uh, music whose stuff I just absolutely love. Uh, so th that was my real discovery of the year was kind of falling in love again with uh, hip hop and Scottish hip hop in particular. Yeah, that's great. I mean, I don't know the younger names. I, I, I don't know, but Steg G and the Freestyle Master, I think they're, I think they're legends. Um, um, Stanley Ard, Solar Eye, and and, and you know and Loki, you know, really important voices. So yeah, totally. Well, other than that, uh, other than that, um, you know, all the albums that we haven't mentioned, I'd like to you know apologise. And I love I love some of these albums just as much as as, as the ones I mentioned, but we couldn't we couldn't fit it all in. We couldn't. And I was going to talk about some of the reissues, like uh, All Hash and Cock, which was the very best of the Bachelor Pad, The Bathers, who I did mention reissued uh, the Marina Trilogy. Last night from Glasgow put out um, the Bluebells album, Sisters, which is a fantastic record. It was great to hear that again. And the Muldoons and Close Lobsters and lots of kind of bands who came back. Um, but I think we'll have to leave that conversation for another day. Yeah. So, Richard, Ali, Ali, if you could pick one, if you could pick one, and then the waves of 2021 come crashing in and wash your records away, which was which is the one that you would that you would save that we from this year today. from this year mm -hmm. oh i think it might be the andrew vaslick one i didn't even pick it it was your one is that what you were going to pick i think that is um yeah um i think that is probably the best album yeah the, 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 um, jim jim mcateer is prob possibly my favorite but i think so i'd say jim mcateer's album but let's say let's say if we were going to award give the say award here and now, I know there's a few months of releases still to be included, but I would I would give that one to Andrew Vasilek. Yeah, I think so too. It's an amazing record, but they were all amazing records. And as you said, if we were to do this tomorrow night, we could easily have picked ten completely different ones and talked for as equal amount of time about them. I think. Yeah. Well, thanks so much for for giving me the opportunity to 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 join you tonight. Well, it's been an absolute pleasure, Richard. Um, this, I think, might be one of our last podcasts of the year, so we'll be back in the new year um, with someone completely different. Cheers. Mm -hmm.